0: If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a
1: fiddle in the band. That league is... of wow. Ah, Welcome in to another edition of the Jamie Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. The Dukes are headed to Texas, and we are playing this a week early this year, huh?
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> so kind of we'll funny that... like going on the road. But
1: Yeah, we'll see if we pick that up this year. But uh, yeah. Yeah. This is going to be, uh, welcome in, everybody. This is, uh, these are the ones we do this for, right, Rob? I mean, this is just pure excitement, happiness, seasons of success. Like, there are so many accounts to pay tonight, I feel like. um, Yeah, right? I I don't know. I mean, Rob, you and I, I feel like Sports Talk Radio has kind of gone away as radio has gone away. And certainly in the last year for me.
2: Oh, like, certainly for me. I haven't right. I not
1: like I don't commute 980
2: or whatever in years.
1: Yeah, I haven't, and I don't drive to anything. Any, you know, like this year has been like the death of. But uh, but I used to love it. If one of my teams, you know, if even the Redskins, right, if they were on a run, and they were and the things were good, that's the one day I like to listen to it. You know, and uh, I dr- I drove through your area through the New York City area today with lots of Rangers and Giants and you know, stuff. And that's, I was like, yeah, that's, that's crazy sports talk. Yeah. Right. And they, um, you know, when things are going well, there's nothing more fun than um, enjoying these moments. So the Dukes are moving on. They are headed to Texas a week early this year. Um I have no word on whether they will be there for two weeks or what the plan is um, for this potential two weeks in a row in Texas. But Rob, I mean, this is a fun one. We're going to talk tonight about all kinds of things. We are going to cover the win over North Dakota on S- Sunday last night. I think we're both a little scrambled because the game just happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't had time to digest it or rewatch it or anything like that.
2: And I didn't um, even—I I didn't even do a, a post gamer. We got done. You know, it was night. I was yeah. kind of riled up. I didn't well, feel like gonna, writing a fair. We'll just cover it in this. Like that's right. Get get over it. You know, we're, roll with the punches.
1: I got a shiner out today. We're, we're ready for ready for the Texas two-step here. Um, nice. And there is all kinds of good JMU stuff, too. Uh, I can't wait to get to a few of the other sports, even if there was one disappointment this weekend, but a couple really exciting things. So we'll get there, uh, and we'll look ahead to JMU going to play Sam Houston State in Huntsville, Texas, featuring... As always, Casey Keeler. Casey help, Keeler. Right? Oh. Some things never die in this uh world. Uh, and of course, the you know, the funniest thing it, uh, in all of this is uh, we've got we've got Delaware on the other side of the bracket. Uh Keeler's old school and
2: uh, Jamie, you know, who knows? We'll get to all that in a little bit. But what it is-, is funny, uh, y- no. you and I have both been kind of down on the CAA as an institution, <laughs> but it is pretty damn funny that it's kind of back to the good old days, at least on the field. With with two of the semifinalists coming from the league, um, I'm really excited. I, I'm no fan of Delaware, obviously. Nobody should be a fan of Delaware, but it is. I do take a lot of pride in the league having success, particularly given the shenanigans that that went on with the seating and the at-large bids, everything going to the valley. So, it's well, let's some just start degree, right but, there.
1: Let's just yeah. get into the gloating for a second, because yeah. <laughs> going into last week. You know, two weeks ago when the playoffs started, we were very upset. The Valley got five teams in um, when there were only essentially five at-large bids. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, and it just seemed ridiculous. And then last week we had to kind of – we had to shut up a little bit because the Valley won all of their games in the first round and they had five teams in the in the quarterfinals this weekend. And um, I don't there was know, a, Rob, There was
2: a Valley-on-Valley Valley defeat, I think.
1: Well – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, w- room, But yeah. that was their only loss, right? And they had four teams in the quarters, and everybody was talking about this is why. And I don't know, but um, there was a Valley on Valley game, and that's the only one going to the semis this week, mm-hmm. if my math is correct, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and actually, we'll get to it in a second, but some of them were lucky to be as close as they were. Um, so this was really fun. Yeah, the CAA, both teams are... The CAA is 4-0 in this tournament so far, Yep, and uh, that speaks for itself. Uh, The other thing, Rob, just to start this out. So JMU wins this weekend over the North Dakota Fighting Hawks in Harrisonburg. Uh, You know, JMU fans were nervous at points in this game. Uh, JMU fans have got – this was the ultimate game, Rob, where I felt like we have gotten so spoiled. Like the level of like angst and frustration and – wanting to fire people was back to like late era Mickey this week.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that. Like I, 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 I was, I thought people were joking this, like we're getting out coach. If you were watching that game and you thought we were getting out coach, like you have a different appreciation for what coaching is than I do. Like, yeah. I, I mean, there were some mistakes, but at a certain point players got to make plays and you also got to give it up to the opponents we all knew that North Dakota was going to have some sort of gimmicky or trick plays. But when you're pitching the ball two or three times on a play that, that that's tough to hold your discipline. And mm-hmm. so players maybe don't bite on the bite first a freaking one. Hook and ladder for like a yeah. first down, not even for like the miracle play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so you can be prepared all you want. And as coaches, you got to tell your guys, you know, be, be on the lookout for this. They're going to throw something at us and, It's still like they made plays. North Dakota executed. Yes. They execute the reason why they roll those trick plays out there all the time is because they work. Everybody knows they're going to do them. Right. And they're still very difficult to stop in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I I thought that was really comical the notion that, like, oh my gosh, everybody knew they were going to do this. How come we didn't stop them every time? Well, there's times, I mean, (laughs) third and long, you know, most teams are going to pass, but people still convert third downs. Right. It's just. I really thought people were kidding. I thought it was a great half of football. There was, you know, some moments in the second quarter that were a little iffy, um, but they closed. They managed to get points. People Mm -hmm. like screaming about the play calling. Well, they went in a situation where an ultra conservative coach wouldn't have gone for it. They did go for it. They marched down the field, you know, excluded that executed that one big play. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm as, go for it as anybody or well, maybe next right. to you. Yeah, right. But even I thought that they should have just kicked the field goal with eight seconds left. I, I didn't like their chances there. And, and they it almost threw me really wrong. Close
1: play call. Yeah. yeah. It was a really good. call. Yeah.
2: They did it. Perfectly. I mean, so I, I was incredibly happy with that mm-hmm. first half. Yeah. Um, I would have liked some things to go differently, but it's just, to me, it was just football. Like yeah. at a certain point, you need to credit North Dakota. Wasn't there by accident. They're there. Cause they're a very good football team. Yes. Um, and JMU was much better yesterday. I don't think there was any doubt who the nope. better team was.
1: No. Nope. And, and then the
2: second half was yeah. even just oh, I don't want to I don't want to say flawless, but like that was you and I have talked at length about how we think JMU could be good enough to win it. Yesterday was the first time I thought they mm-hmm. looked like a quote unquote championship team. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that they had a shot, as good a shot as anybody, you know, last week. They're still mm-hmm. in it, and all, all the stuff we talked about. But last week, I really felt like, okay, this is a team that looks the Mm -hmm. part—not just still in the running and still alive, but looks like a championship-type team. Um, So I thought it was outstanding. And there's still people kind of pockets online of people talking about, oh, we got our coach. Signetti's not the guy. (sighs) Cole's no good. Where's Gage? It's just (sighs) spoiled is the only way to describe it. They played in the quarter. There were four quarterfinal games this weekend. Mm -hmm. Only
1: one of them was a multi-score final score. Yeah. Right? Every other game was within a touchdown, Mm -hmm. down to the wire. Yep. JMU was, for the second week in a row, kneeling on the, you know, being sporting inside the five-yard line to close the game. And they still won by 13. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just put that stuff away. (laughs) It's nonsense. And I will say, I mean, looking at, we're going to get to looking ahead, but, uh, you know, the Delaware situation this weekend is, is we'll talk about it in a second, but it was interesting just because JSU lost their second or third string quarterback as well. And it, there was a kind of a – but this semifinal, I mean, these four teams, like you said, Jamie looks as good as any of these teams. Mm-hmm. And all f- – for sure, the other th- – I mean, the three, three of them are absolutely tested and worthy at this point. This is going to mm-hmm. be an awesome game. I'm so excited for this game this weekend. As we said a couple weeks ago, this is the now that they've won the game this past weekend. You know, I'm not saying it's gravy or that my expectation isn't a victory, but but you know, I'll be excited if they win this week. You know, I will too. Yeah, like I there and and I won't. Nothing will surprise me this weekend. So,
2: but I also I've. I'm calling it right now. This six, this season was a success in my mind. Mm-hmm. Make it to the semis, dealing with all the pauses, Check. dealing with the quarterback switch, Cole jumping back in, starting. I also got to say, every bit as crazy as it was, like, calling Signetti's position in the, in the question, yeah. the, the calls against Cole. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that first sack he took, it was like, oh, man, you shouldn't have taken that one. But to the guy's credit, the next time he get in that situation, that's when the – um sneaky athletic comments started coming up but like it appears like in game he adjusted learned whatever word you want to You for like he he was in a similar situation and he got out of it and he had a big run for for a first down so Mm -hmm. what was he like 14 for 17 i think he averaged like 17 yards of completion and he was just dropping dimes like a couple of those passes you know just floating them in there were things of beauty like i i jumped off off my couch multiple times for yep. Cole Johnson passes mm-hmm. yesterday.
1: And um, he took c- a couple shots. Like he was, he, did. he played, tough... he really played yesterday. Like he, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he, he I mean, I, I just felt, it was like this guy, he, he forgot about all the junk. It, that's what it seemed like. It just looked like a guy who had, everything else has put aside. The opponents now are too good to worry about looking over your shoulder or mm-hmm what's the next play or what's the next game or what's my, how, what's my status. You got to play, 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 play. And I have my frustrations with various parts of the game (laughs) this week, but they're Mm -hmm. all within reason. Like I thought JMU looked like a team that was ready to go this week. And I can't emphasize before we even do four downs, Rob, they lost (laughs) 2 all Americans. One of whom just got picked up by the Detroit lions, D'Angelo Amos, big congrats. Mm -hmm. Right, and Adivitarwa to UVA because of COVID. They lost two other guys in the preseason that were probably two of their best three or four defensive players, both of their defensive ends in Uku and Jalen Green. Like mm-hmm. they lost their all-American right tackle in the third week of the season in Liam Fornado. So that's one, two, three, four, five, what six guys that are probably six of their top ten coming into this spring season or the 2020 calendar year that were gone and they're in the semifinals. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And they didn't do it accidentally. Like they're coming together. I, this was to me, the best game they've played given the competition. They they stepped up. They were good. And they had to make, that's what I mean. Cole got hit and came back and made big plays. Harry almost got a punt block. Like guys had to make plays this week. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, Um, just mistakes. It was not handed to them. No, I wasn't handed to them at all. So we'll, we'll start there and just be happy. This is our Mossy Creek four downs, uh, brought to you by Mossy Creek fly fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, one big note on Mossy Creek this week, obviously you can go to the shop, mention the blog, the podcast. You can get a free sticker for doing that. Go mention it, uh, set up your fishing trip, buy all your stuff, but they also have the, I'd rather beer fishing their collaboration Should beer three notched? three notched yeah, yeah i want to just, try that yeah so um, that is out in charlottesville and harrisonburg you're gonna look for it i think it's gonna spread around the state a little bit uh but it's really cool you know it's a cool looking can and a good idea yeah. I, I know the boys at mossy creek had a big hand in the naming the design and the actual brewing of this one so um,
2: that's cool man i'm happy yeah, for them.
1: i'm happy for them so that was pretty cool so
2: Rob, first down. I'm gonna let you take it away here. Well, let's go straight to it. Yeah, Antoine Wells Jr. <laughs> I mean, that's we, we can't we can't sit on this. I know you want to talk with uh, I
1: mean, it's number one. There's more Wells. big picture it's stuff, so but this
2: graphic at this point.
1: I mean, it's just it's, there's no it's it's inappropriate. My um, <laughs> just, I'm just drooling at the television.
2: <laughs> it's not it's not fair. I mean, you you sure. talk about the the. Last couple of years, if you combine the best attributes of the various wide receivers has had and put it into one person, let alone the fact that he's a freshman. Yeah. But he's got maybe not poke type speed, but he's got some wheels. Yeah. He's he's got the ability to kind of box guys out like Riley, but I think to my eye, he appears to be a better route runner mm-hmm. than Riley. And I think he's more suited to catch balls in stride. Now I mm-hmm. love Stapleton. You know, yeah. you're not gonna find sure. him many people that, that were bigger supporters of his on the a, field.
1: It's a half it's just, a step above, right?
2: A, he was – Stapleton almost played like a post player. You know, like he'd go yeah. and just kind of box guys out. And he was awesome at it. He was effective. But this is different. Wells just has a whole different set of tools in his toolkit. And he is – he's just a game changer. And he's having a Stapleton-like playoff performance, but he's doing it as a freshman. He's doing yeah. it as a freshman with, with can we say, a – you know, maybe a a – shaky quarterback situation as as much as we've been high on Cole. The fact just back and forth, you know, for the beginning of the season, it was Cole, then it was Gage, and then there was the pause. So it's not that Cole isn't playing great. That would go against everything we just said. Right. But the fact that it hasn't been a consistent season in terms of quarterbacks and receivers. They've had extended absences with these pauses. They've had different shuffling of the position and the the rankings of it and the depth chart. But the guy's just special. And everybody's freaking out being like, Oh, we got to hold on to him in this new day and age of transfers. I get that. And I'd be lying if I said, I wasn't worried about that as well, but I'm also very excited thinking about what, four more years of this.
0: Yeah. Well, and
2: then
1: just at least the fall, maybe I'm hopeful that with this crazy spring season, I, I mean, that was the point I was at with him this weekend where I was like, I had been kind of thinking like, if they go deep, I think it lessens the chance that guys transfer even in yeah. this free transfer portal. I don't mean guys, guys are going to transfer, but guys that are big contributors you know, who are getting their chances. You know, it's one thing if you're a backup and you're kind of stuck behind people and you want to go somewhere else. I under- I think we all understand that. But it's a quick turnaround and I don't know how this is going to work for FCS kids this summer.
2: The calculus it- is also unique in that mm-hmm. I understand the appeal and thing. Like, you're clearly going to get more looks, the NFL coming out of an Alabama or, you know, a Virginia Tech, you know, let's not it than a JMU. But if you can guarantee to put out four years of good tape, yeah, you're going to get noticed. And there is the kind of Jabril Cox situation in LSU. Like, you could argue he would have been better off just leaving his NDSU tape out yeah. there and not having the LSU. So I understand wanting to get to a, a bigger. Yeah. A bigger program and a P5 and all the things that come along with it. Mm-hmm. But also, players make plays. And if you got talent and you can yeah. just dominate and have a Randy Moss as career right. at, at the FCS level, um, that, well, and that's it's pretty interesting. Because I think
1: Amos and Cox are almost the opposites of each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Amos would have been more challenged to play the spring season with JMU and then try to sign on.
2: Well, he's also he's twenty four, isn't right?
1: He? And and he got some exposure at UVA, where I think pro scouts who are looking at an unsigned, you know, undrafted free agent can say we have some tape of this guy against Florida State or North Carolina yeah. or Clemson, right? but
2: um, they Cox also tape him as the a heart returner. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean Cox is good and great. I mean great player, right? But but yeah, I don't know that it paid off for him. So yeah, tough call, but. On the Wells thing, Rob. I mean, you know my father. He, he, all he wants to talk about is line play. Usually, mm-hmm. he always makes fun of me for my receiver fascination of everything. Yeah. And even he wrote this weekend and was like, "This kid is a beast." Yeah. Like, where what? I mean, he just looks like a different person. And I'm like, he's a true freshman. Yeah. I, I, you and Justin Partlow and I were texting during this game. Uh, we were we've been excited about Wells all year. The first touchdown that he scored. Might have been more impressive than the second. Like, actually, mm-hmm. like the catch, just destroy a guy, right? Spin, walk into the end zone. Then he almost scores at halftime on that last play with the mm-hmm. eight seconds, right? And we were all in the second half. I don't even remember what. He had made some other play, and we were like, Wells, Wells, Wells.
2: And then they hit the huge one.
1: Yeah, and we all just lost it. I mean, that,
2: yeah. Because he made that one at the end of the half i don't think he was in but i was surprised it didn't get reviewed it was closer than it was it... close enough that mm-hmm. he reviewed and i feel like if it goes to review anything can happen particularly mm-hmm. with with fcs refs mm-hmm. um he's just he's just scary good yeah uh, it, and think about what he can do if he's fortunate enough to be in a situation where he plays with the same quarterback for <sighs> like two seasons yep. two, it's going to be a matchup nightmare and the receiver group right now yeah i mean the like, Thornton, Thornton is a problem,
1: good. you mm-hmm. know, and he... Cre- and, and Bracey is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and and they kind of all have... It's putting Wells in the position. Like, I just feel like they're getting him... You can't just help off of Thornton. I mean, well, what, two or three gonna, times this game we saw... In this game, we saw Thornton convert huge third downs, yeah. right? Like, where because... What, what do you roll the safety towards wells i mean if you leave thornton one-on-one in the flat and all he needs to do is get five yards that's a like a hundred percent gonna happen
2: <laughs> like the guy's yeah. good enough for as a true freshman yeah he's preventing teams from putting eight in the box to try to stop the jamie running yeah game. you know it's, it's it, you need to think thinking that and then it can it's a pick your poison situation mm-hmm. with him and thornton and i mean i we we don't utilize the tight end as much as we used to, but I still think there's opportunities that are going to come up this week and hopefully beyond yep. where Cheatham can sneak in there for a couple big. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not expecting him to go five or six catches, but it would not shock me if we see him have one or two first downs. You know, on Saturday, just because it's going to be there, there's it going to be shock, things in the scheme. If they steam.
1: get two more games, it wouldn't shock me to see two touchdowns come out of the tight end group yeah. in the next yes. two two weeks. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. you think about the Kloosterman – Late in the 16 championship run, where he was good, we all liked him, and then all of a sudden, late in the run, he's your touchdown, he's a scoring player, threat, right? Yeah, because everybody else is the one drawing everyone away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I- I'm hopeful for sure. So that's a good first down, Rob. Um, there's nobody, else. I mean, Wells is the <laughs> oh, I hope he stays. Oh, I just want to watch him. These I hope he, I hope we get two weeks to watch this kid on TV. He's gonna be on mm-hmm. ABC this week i am excited to see what happens so yeah um my second down rob i gotta say i i'm gonna go off the field here maybe we'll have to do a couple extra you know fifth and sixth down here but the fans how good was this performance what the hell happened i didn't even know that was going on and then like in the fourth quarter suddenly there were like 40 now i know this was like the frattiest picture in the world that was all
2: shirtless dudes. Yeah, There's
1: like forty cool. shirtless dudes in the end zone, mm-hmm. like and and having them all down where the MRDs would usually be. And and look, we're as bummed as anybody else about the NCAA being gar, you know, just standard garbage nonsense about not having spirit squads and bands and stuff, especially when you see South Dakota State on TV with their cheerleaders at the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, look. But, I, but probably, I
2: like that student section in the end zone. I do too, it, man. It's, it's, and a nice I, it's so trade-off. hard
1: because I love the MRDs and they yeah. are the best fans of this whole program for as long as the program's been around, right? They they, they deserve certainly are. that spot. They certainly are. That what they bring to that stadium is unbelievable. But yeah, there's got to be a way to get some students you know, because the part of it is, right, this a lot of the student section is on the old side of the stadium, which is significantly withdrawn from the field. It still has the track. That's not a track anymore, but it, it used to space. have a, a sideline and a track and then the stands where when they're at the end of the end zone, they're right on the field. I mean, they're five mm-hmm. yards from the end zone, the end of the end zone. That was just, it was so great to see that for on, on finals weekend at JMU. I was, mm-hmm. I was so happy. And, I know you've got something to say about another off the field part of this game. Yeah, let's just get let's right to it. We'll there. kind of yeah. do this second. Yeah, we'll do both of these a second, second down here.
2: Two A down. Yeah. Down. How great was that announcing crew? <sighs> I mean, it's a just of like fresh
1: air. <laughs> just, just, I,
2: I guess I was trying to find the perf- perfect way to describe it, and for me, it was like they seemed legitimately excited to be calling an FCS game. They were That's not treating it as either some sort of punitive assignment or as a tryout to call a quote unquote better game. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're going to call a really good football game. We're going to do our homework and we're going to be enthusiastic about it. Like it just was so great. They seemed so just, they seem like what you want in an, in an announcing crew and somebody who actually likes the sport, mm-hmm. appreciates the teams and is going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So many other people just, I've had so many games that I've watched where I'm happy that it's on TV but the announcers are mailing it in clearly mm-hmm. not taking it seriously or acting like they drew the short end of the stick and oh how many of these yep. do i got to do before i can go call you know Vanderbilt at Tennessee or something like right right like, that? Right. like It just it was great. My hats off to them. I I thought they did their homework. I thought they had good insight. I thought they had fun with it. Yeah. And when you watch something, when you're watching a game, you want to have fun. I had more fun yesterday, and the announcing crew had at least a little bit to do with that because they were reminding me that this is a game. This is here for enjoyment. This is kind of a celebration of of everything that's right with with college sports. And get out there. It was just such a breath of fresh air. So I, I thought they did an outstanding job.
1: I did too. It was uh. Mike Gold Jr. Gullick. and Bear, Matt Matt Barry? Son, Matt Bear, B-A-R-R-I-E. I-E. I yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it was really great. And it's just such a you're right. So many times we go. And especially because we have Kurt Dudley mm-hmm. every week, right? And we have Kurt, you know, we have Clint we Estes have and St- Dave Thomas on the radio. Ants. Yeah. We, have we have, Ants, sometimes like, we get uh, Buckhands. Yeah. sometimes I mean, even when we get Dorian Brooks, but there are people who are deeply invested in. JMU Athletics, you know, mm-hmm. and the last couple of years with Ali Barefoot doing the sideline stuff. I mean, that's a student and she's been professional, you yeah, know, but Kurt really in general is running the, you know, he's the captain of the ship and we're so used to having someone take it very seriously and have knowledge of what it means to everyone. And so many times when we get the national group, it's, you're right. It's just so frustrating. Um, and this was Fantastic! I mean, it really it was, made it the great. game fun to watch, and I, oh, yeah, thank big it definitely thanks. Definitely made to it them. more enjoyable. Yeah, hats off to them, and and uh, yeah, we're going at two thirty on ABC this week, Rob. It was also, you know, by the way, what it's not wrong. They were coming out of an NFL draft where Trey Lance was the third pick in the draft, mm-hmm. right? Like this, this There's there players. is reason to do your homework yeah. and pay attention to these teams. Yeah, you know, like there are multiple guys on the field this weekend who are probably going to be play meaningful plays in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, know? I don't.
2: I don't think that's the last Sunday Antoine Wells Jr. is going to play on.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, and I'll have to say, look, I had a hard time this weekend because it was a scramble for me on a personal level um, because of some long-planned family commitments. Um, but the Sunday thing was really cool, coming after the draft. You know, I, I don't know. It's not. You and I, like we were saying about the podcast, it's not the best for our schedule or whatever, but it was great for exposure. And I certainly started the text work flying from a lot of people who wouldn't always be in tune with this by having a six o'clock ESPN two Sunday night game. You know, if you have any interest in JMU football at all, you were able to watch this game. And
2: this weekend, yeah, it's it's certainly not something they could do every year because, in a normal year, you're going to have NFL. But it is cool, like just kind of owning the day and making setting it now as a differentiator. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. I liked having all the games on all day. I had a
1: blast watching South Dakota State Southern Illinois after the JMU game. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I, um, yeah, it was really. I wasn't able to watch the first two just because of schedule, but it, it was great. It really was to so, to know like, oh, I'm going to get to settle in and watch JMU, and then if they win, I'm really going to be interested in like continuing to watch the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. So that's awesome. So, what about for third down, Rob?
2: I guess I'll, I'll stick to the player level again. And mm-hmm. I just want to give it up for Percy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it was, I don't know what is going on with the running back rotation. It seems to be Percy plus, you know, you know person from cabinet of awesome running backs. You know, <laughs> right, choose one. Right. I, I, you could convince me that it's maybe, it, it literally is just that, like Percy plus whoever he wants to roll out every week. Mm-hmm. But he was just so good yesterday. I I was really impressed, and I'll give it up for Golik Jr. Where he talked about there was one play that really highlighted everything that Percy was that makes Percy so valuable. And like he just turns these little ones into like that should be nothing into three or four yard gains. He's always Mm -hmm. got the feet moving, and he just leans on guys. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was great about finishing the runs and just having that turning like Mm -hmm. turning the, the. could go for nothing, but I'm gonna lean over. I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm gonna push, 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 and it's only three yards. Well, only three yards on first down mm-hmm. is a huge difference maker. Yeah. Um. So I just I, he's obviously great at breaking them and hitting the you know hitting the hole and doing everything. But I really just appreciate the fact that he can fight for that extra yard or two. And I think that ended up making a difference yesterday. Put them Huge. in better positions, got you know more convertible third downs. I think they were like fifty percent on third down conversions. They converted three fourth downs, and a lot of that is just due to those extra yards that Percy was fighting for uh, on mm-hmm. first down. So, I thought it was you know certainly his best game of the year. Statistically, you could make arguments for other games, but he just he was the workload back yesterday and. Really stepped up and had a terrific game, and then to see the other guys like Van Horst get some yep. carries, Palmer, Palmer got some carries. Yep. Um, it, oh, they're a, they're
1: just that. Yesterday was like it felt like the full, you know, Death Star version of this running back rotation yeah. that we wanted. You know, yeah, where but, we but had but the only, big one from Jawan last week, but this week hmm. we got the full compliment again with Percy. Absolutely, as the hammer. <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah. And that, that's what it is. it's. It's going to be Percy plus other contributors. Yeah. We, we yep. know that now. Even after Hamilton having that record breaking gain last week. Um, and he was the thing a with little bit Percy required. is what he... you
1: said. It's that it's always positive. Like, yeah. you know, Emmett Smith, noted JMU fan, Emmett Smith, um, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, is, one, is a fact that, like, most of us who rooted for other teams in the Cowboys division. Like we're always frustrated by because he didn't see he wasn't Barry Sanders or Walter Payton, right? He He wasn't right. He wasn't doing these like fan you know highlight real plays, but he never had a negative play.
2: It was kind of utilitarian.
1: Yeah, he like he always falls forward, Mm -hmm. you know. And so if you like think you hit him and you might have stopped him. And then suddenly it's a first down by six inches. You know, like, and it's just so that's what Percy just over and over again is.
2: And he does that in the first quarter. And then the fourth quarter is when it really comes through when yeah. he oh. just he just exerts his will on people.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to do third 3A here, Rob, for third down, okay. too, because that one's about the O line. They, yeah. they mauled a little bit yesterday, and I was really happy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, North Dakota tried a lot of things, and I actually thought we'll get to. I have a fourth down – I want to talk about coaching in fourth down. But I thought Jamie was pretty smart yesterday. I thought they were, t- they were aggressive in places they didn't have to be in terms of coaching. And I thought the O-line made that made it successful for them. But they do. They just wore. And we knew as we got – you and I, we were talking in the third, fourth quarter. You knew what was coming. Like they had just ground that team, and it was exactly what we talked about in the preview last week, which was North Dakota was an upgraded version of VMI. Mm-hmm. They ran all the tricks. They threw the kitchen sink at JMU. They executed really well. They were a little bit more talented, maybe, but a little bigger. A little bigger. But at the end of the day, they weren't ready to really push and shove with the Dukes on the on the line of scrimmage, and.
2: It's it's you know, like JMU is, is what the Valley teams think they all are.
1: Yes,
0: it is. And, well, and I'm, I mean I think I'm it's not, funny I'm that I'm Keeler like, and we're I think like JMU's about a, a lot tougher.
1: Yeah, Keeler people. said, you know, last week at Sam Houston's coach said he knew after JMU <laughs> lit them on fire and threw them in the Newman Lake in twenty sixteen that they if they wanted to compete with JMU and North Dakota State, they had to change the way they play up front. Mm -hmm. and those were the teams that they wanted to build Sam Houston to try to beat, and they beat one of them this weekend, and they're obviously playing JMU this week. So we'll see what happens. But it just, yeah, I I, was
2: so impressed. It is interesting because there seems to be the, I'm sorry, there seems to be the perception from Valley fans Mm -hmm. that North Dakota State is this grinded out, tough team built from both lines out Mm -hmm. that can just exert its will on people, and JMU is a finesse team full of transfers. And that's not true. J. Tell Mew, that
1: to, so, yeah. and the funny thing is, tell that to JT Timming, Cole Potts, and Joe Fishball yeah. on the right hand side because yes, we talk all the time about Truvel Wilson and Ray Gillespie this year, and we love them, and we're so glad yeah. they're here on the left side. And at the beginning of the season, JMU, if you notice, when there was a big play and they needed a couple yards, they went to the left almost exclusively, and now. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do that anymore. They go either way. They can go either way. Because all five of those guys, and I thought uh, Fishpaw and uh pots on the right-hand side were just, you know, Timmy came back from going down at one point in this game. I mean, I just, yeah, this is a tough, tough group of kids.
2: Jamie was built from the inside out. And that's that just old, like North yeah, yeah. Matt
1: Frank, all those guys on the 16 championship team. Those guys. And this is a team that lost for Noddle in week three, yep. <laughs> right? I mean- who probably is coming back in the fall? I just, I, uh yeah, I, I it, love. It's just, the, a,
2: it's a tougher team than, than outsiders give it a credit for.
1: No, and that's, and that is how those five guys and Cheeto and Painter and the tight ends are the reason that two weeks in a row, JMU is kneeling on the ball inside the five yard line of the last play of the game. Right? Exactly. You don't even have a chance to come back. Yeah. You know, Um yeah, just great stuff from the O line. So that that was my turn off of that off your running back point rob and then for fourth down i do want to i mean the only thing i don't know i mean i thought about talking about cole here i thought this might have been his best game as a duke oh, well, i don't think there's any doubt right but yeah but i do i i do my one i don't know what's going on with jmu special teams but it is frustrating me. um and the, and the particularly you know they jumped off sides on the fake punt or whatever that no, muddle the, huddle thing was this the, week the, the, not new, and maybe that was point. and 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 look i the refs talked about it for a long time because i think there's, there's a question of whether the north dakota state the up man comes up under center and then does he have to set him there's a
2: whole like yeah it, it, it was a, a weird it was play. play it was the guy it was a, coming up to fake like he was running a real play
1: yeah it was a weird play but to anybody watching from the stands it was obvious what they were doing
2: they, they were they weren't to draw running yeah. the
1: up man or the punter up under center to run a real the, play.
2: Not in their, inside the 20.
1: Not in, not in their own end of the field. And then Jamie jumps off sides and look, it's so frustrating. The same thing. So later in the game, Schroba, the punt returner had that play where he caught the punt and then he tried to run all the way around the side and lost yardage. And the camera caught him and Signetti getting a little bit of a tiff on the sideline. And you mm-hmm. know what Signetti saying is just run five yards straight up the field and go down. Like, this is not that difficult, right? And and I'm not knocking – all of these plays, a kid jumps off sides or a kid makes a decision to try to make a bigger play than it is there. And on an individual level, you can't blame the coaches. I, I don't know, right? I'm just a fan, and I don't know how I can blame the coaches like for any particular individual play. But we talked about it last week, and we continue to talk about it now. In these big games – JMU seems to, it, it's almost a put it on the board, like as reliable as the running game is, as reliable as Signetti is at 23 and two, as reliable as so many things about this team are perfect. The one thing that is consistently troubling is there seems to be a special teams gaff that is really, really problematic Honestly, in yeah. most of these games, right? North Dakota State runs a fake field goal where there is no one touching the guy for a touchdown, you know, last week we weren't ready for an onside kick. That was not, not a super, this wasn't the saints coming out of halftime at the Super Bowl here, yeah. you know, like really shocking you um, this week. They jump off sides on a fourth of one where they're really just trying to do the draw them off sides play. Like, so I, I don't, I just don't mean to put any of these on individual kids, even the shrubble play. I'm like, he's trying to make a play and I, I'm not going to like, fault the kids, but I just that is one area where I'm frustrated. I can also say, I could take a step back and say they're 23 and 2 under Signetti with losses to North Dakota State and West Virginia, as we've said many times. So let's all take a step back off the ledge and say this team is prepared. And as you said, Rob, the the trick plays that North Dakota was running this week, the double reverse pass, the hook and ladder, come on. Sam, you played them pretty well. They didn't go for touchdowns, you know. Yeah. Like they were.
2: Uh, uh, I'll kind of, I'll give yeah. them an out on this too, and, and kind of, I guess, double down on what you're saying. None of those wouldn't happen if they, none of those would have happened if they did not jump off sides. So, yes, so the critical failure there. It's just, it's just the thing that gets. I think what you're saying is is fair and it's yeah. measured. Um, when it seems to it be is, so focused is,
1: it, on that that unit, right? yeah. That 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 seems to be a weakness for JMU the specials lately, and it's funny because they have incredible talent there. We love Ratke. we love O'Kelly. We, you know, I, done a good job catching the ball this year since early in the season. So, I, you know, I,
2: uh. it it it's tough for me because I, I completely get what you're saying, and I feel like I'm going to be accused of of walking back my <laughs> no, earlier no, no, comments no, no. and saying, no. but I spoiled is not the right word, but this is not to me being spoiled to me, this is pointing out if you are at a championship level and getting this close to a championship and possibly, you know, getting a banner mm-hmm. there is this level of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is a little different than just being like, ain't the guy it's saying, okay, look many, many good things. But if you're going to win two more games, you you can't make mistakes like this. Like they're costly. It does not mean the program is a failure. It does not mean these are bad coaches or people need to be fired. But it could also mean the difference between hanging that banner or not hanging that banner. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying in that sense. This is not us screaming and yelling, saying that the you know the the sky is falling and Signetti was terrible and we need to redo it. It's going, hey, you know what? Two more games. You want to win them both? Cut the crap. You can't have these sort of mistakes. Yeah. Is that is that fair enough? That way. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that's right.
1: I think that's right. And yeah. I and look, I. There's a part of me, I mean, we we are friends with a lot of hardcore fans, and some of them are, like, losing their mind about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a part of me that's like, this is the COVID season where nobody practiced, and we lost six of our best 10 players. And so as the trickle-down of that falls all the way to specials, like, there were some guys jumping off sides on that play who don't play a lot, right? hmm you know, I like Shroba as a punt returner. He's been a tough kid. He's making good plays. He he doesn't play anywhere else. Like that's his yeah. chance to make a that's play. That's his job. You know, yeah. like I it's not the trickle-down of this weird season, I think, and, and we're gonna get to this is a good chance for us to pivot to looking ahead to Sam Houston, who their fans are losing their damn mind right now about special teams. They almost lost a the game. They had no business even being competitive, like they dominated North Dakota State in every other facet of this game. And they gave up a hundred yard kickoff return to Christian Watson, a punt block for a safety, and a a punt return 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 for a touchdown. touchdown. All of the points for North Dakota State came on special teams. Christian Watson, we know he's a very fast, good player, but you can't give up. 16 or 17 points on special teams like South, like Sam Houston did this week. Um, they pretty much owned NDSU this week. I mean, and this is the same thing with Delaware. It's hard to, you know, NDSU on quarterback number. I mean, technically it's quarterback number two this season, but we know because of Lance, it's really at least what they expected to be quarterback okay. number three coming into this year. Um, You know, their fans might tell you it's four. same thing with Jacksonville State this weekend who lost to Delaware. Their quarterback got hurt, and they ended up with – he was already a backup's backup, and then they ended up with, you know, Daquan Scott here, basically wide receiver playing quarterback (laughs) kind of thing, you know. Um, So I don't know. But looking ahead to Sam Houston, this is not – don't let that score with – It's not your father, Sam Houston. No, don't let that score with NDSU, the close score, fool you. NDSU got their ass kicked this weekend. And they made a few plays to their credit as they always do, you know, um, you know, champions plays. I'm not trying to take away from them, but they got back and, and had the lead and then they blew it. And Sam Houston hit a huge play down the sidelines on what third or fourth and lo- third and long late in the game, five minutes ago or so. Yeah. And it was one of these, like, I don't know how NDSU lets them go over the top there. That that was a, uh, you don't see that from them very often. So
2: no, but, they, but this they is a
1: team that, yeah, up front is ready to go.
2: They're good. Yeah, they're good. this
1: is not they, the 16-17 team. So, yeah. I, you know, looking ahead, I don't, what's the thing you're probably most – it's funny because I'm more excited this week than I am concerned from what we saw from JMU. I, I don't know about you, Rob, but
2: – I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think yesterday was the first game I felt like I didn't need to – at least at some level, fake my enthusiasm for the game. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds terrible to admit, but this has been very much like spring football to me, you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. And yesterday felt like a real football game. Mm -hmm. It just, it it felt like fun. It was a good opponent. I was excited. Mm -hmm. I I thought that they were going to be a tough challenge. They were. And I was, Jamie stepped up. I just, I had more fun watching yesterday's game than I have watching any other spring game before. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm taking that same attitude into this weekend yeah. where I just, I kind of feel like we're playing with house money at this point and I'm not trying to hedge things or say like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to rationalize away a loss. I just feel like given everything that JMU has been through and every team has been through, it's tough to be anything other than excited about the opportunity to play your way into a national championship. Yeah. I did watch a little bit of Sam Houston state. I was really impressed Mm-hmm. This is not soft Houston State or any of that stuff we've gone in the past. They are kind of built from the inside out as well. Mm-hmm. They, I, I thought they were very impressive on both lines. Um, they won two or three phases. Their special teams just failed them horribly. Yeah, it yeah. was not <laughs> that close otherwise. And while North Dakota State is down, North Dakota State is not terrible. No, it's, just, no, no, it, no. it's indicative of the, of the standards that they have set for themselves. The fact that, oh my gosh, they're going out in the quarterfinals. Teams that go going in quarterfinals are really good. Yes. really good um this was not a great north dakota state team it still was a very good fcs football team mm-hmm. and sam houston took care of them and they took care of them pretty handily so i i'm just excited to watch football and have a game that i care about yeah. and that i'm looking forward to and i've got more reason for optimism coming they've, they've gotten better every week for the past four games Yep. Uh, would you disagree? I mean, like, no, I thought that's... they looked very good against William & Mary, but that was not a very good William & Mary team. Mm-hmm. Richmond thought they did a great job of making Mancuso look like a very mediocre quarterback. Yes, VMI, everybody's talking about like, oh, it's just VMI and it's just so no, well. Well, the SoCon. That was a good team. That was a very well-coached team that was playing, you know, kind of pin their ears back and just go for it because we got nothing to lose. And Jamie took care of them. Mm-hmm. And then North Dakota is a, a, a solid football team. A mm-hmm. solid football team that was going to like you said, throw out the kitchen sink, try to beat him, and Jamie was answered answered the bell every time. Yep. And I think they're going to do the same thing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to expect. Uh, obviously, the easy thing to do is to say I'm very excited to see Percy and Antoine Wells Jr. <laughs> um, I, I also think one thing we haven't talked about at all is the linebacker play was pretty good oh, yesterday. Tucker Dorsey, mean, it, it, of it Dorsey on of it.
1: yeah. Arizona, oh, like and the there. Azonima, I forgot to mention, the Azonima, uh, ch- I don't know, chicken dance after, yeah. the, uh, after they drew North Dakota offsides on JMU's own punt, right? Yeah. Yeah, was, oh, I loved it. It was
2: awesome. But, I mean, they had a couple punishing hits. The linebackers coming up to hit way. Um, oh.
1: Dorsey. So I don't know, like, I, I
2: yeah. guess, like, as excited as I have been and I'm having fun watching, it seems like the team is starting to have a lot more fun. And it's starting mm-hmm. to just play football rather than press. so
1: well, I think a couple things too. I, I do think watching Sam Houston a little bit this weekend too, these teams have now finally played enough games like in this crazy covid season to actually be you know somewhat the best version of themselves. you know, I mm-hmm. mean obviously there are injuries and there are things that have happened to all the but programs you have an identity left, you know but what, you have it, an identity and you and I talked so much earlier in the season. We didn't know what JMU was, and now we are very aware of what JMU is. Right? They they want to play great defense. They want to run the ball and punish you and grind you down, and they have the ability because of the talent they have to hit you. If they hit a big play, that's a bonus, right? On the mm-hmm. outside with the receiving group. But we kind of know what they are, and I think all these teams. Yeah, I mean, and I keep let's the semifinals this week i you know for for a year when ndsu goes out in the quarterfinals for the first time in forever i mean first time in a decade that ndsu will not be playing in the semifinals other than the year they lost to jmu first time they won't be playing in the championship game the other four teams on various levels this is a great group of four mm-hmm. like these are teams that have waited patiently that are at different stages of their development and ndsu has been the hurdle that most of them with the exception of jmu haven't been able to clear you know i mean sam houston went to the title game lost to ndsu they've rebuilt their program since then south dakota state has beaten ndsu a couple times here and but they've there fallen short but to they JMU. fall short in the playoffs when it really matters you know even jmu who beat ndsu the year they won has also lost two title games to ndsu and then delaware is a you know a historic program that has found their footing again and is back where they you know where most fcs fans would like to see them i, I just feel like this is such a worthy group of semifinalists in a crazy year you know I, I, there's no aster- as we said last week there's no asterisks for this group there I'm were no pretenders in this play. bracket no there weren't
2: there are no pretenders in this bracket and i feel like we've gotten down to four really worthy contenders
1: Yeah, I will say, none of these four would surprise me to win. And for all of our gnashing of teeth about seeding and who's going where, we have the one seed, the two seed, three seed, and a Delaware team that we actually, many of us thought, you know, that's an undefeated CAA champion who we thought had a good case for a seed over the team, Jacksonville State, they beat this week. So in the end, we know we're down to the four teams that are really strong. Deserve it, uh, deserve it, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see if JMU. One thing this week, Rob, this special teams thing. You know, all my complaints about JMU. Now we flip it around. Like, I'd love to see Van Horst break one. I'd love to see Shroba break one. I'd love to see some kind of trick play from JMU if this is something that is a weakness for Sam Houston. I, I think that's huge. And
2: well, I think, at the very at the very yeah, least. Special teams has to be a major focus because of the goings on yesterday, mm-hmm. both in JMU's games and the Sam Houston game. So, um, <laughs> yeah. going back to you know Signetti saying what was it coming in the William Mary game that was the first one where he fairly felt like he was a coach and not a COVID coordinator. Maybe we'll have the same sort of situation where it's like, hey, special teams is now into that fold, and yeah. maybe he hasn't <laughs> paying attention, and it's just something that they've been struggling with. But I gotta believe he's a good enough coach where. If that becomes a major point of emphasis, mm-hmm. it becomes a plus situation for JMU. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do too. And then the, I guess the other thing this week I'm looking forward to, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just, you know, this is going to be a tough game. Both teams are very good. They're strong up front. Both teams are going to try to run the ball a little bit. I, I have no... It's not like when we played Sam Houston, it, you know, for all our joking now, when Jamie blew them out, coming into that game, we were all nervous. We were nervous Absolutely. about like them throwing Absolutely. the ball around yeah. the yard. And could we keep up? I'm not worried about that this time. I'm just kind of interested in, and I'm interested in what does, you know, what kind of chip does Jamie have on its shoulder to not be hosting this game? They're making a real road trip. They're not going Sam to Elon. Houston's
2: undefeated in the playoffs. in yeah. it's history at home
1: at home. Right, yeah, and this isn't they're on ABC this week. This isn't you know, this is great opportunity for every kid on the field. And I, I'm just kind of this is really fun. I this is the kind of matchup I love that uh so Delaware, South Dakota State, South Dakota State the number one seed. They got the noon ESPN game, and JMU Sam Houston got the you know two thirty ABC, like the, the big slot. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, you know, both games are good, but that's, this is exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to a weekend of uh, grilling out, watching that first game, getting ready for JMU somewhere. One. Yeah, so be a good one. it's going to be a great one. So I do, we, we do want to go around leaving the football, Rob. We have to talk about our, we have to do a little old guys leave roundup here of JMU stuff, uh, brought to you by Homefield Apparel. So Rob, we got a note. I we got a note today from somebody who purchased some home field stuff. Also got their first big win this weekend. Glad mm-hmm. they're ready for the Texas trip. My yellow Duke script shirt remains undefeated. Yeah.
2: So. I th- I, we, I think mm-hmm. that's done. I think that ended. Oh,
1: the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. the JMU stuff is still out there. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, you know, <laughs> Just, check out our because somebody from home somebody field.
2: hit us up today saying the promo didn't work. So yeah, our bad. That that yeah. ended end uh, April. We'll we'll bug them at some point. Yeah.
1: But yeah, we're we're having fun with FCS playoffs. So the big news. So soccer lost. Obviously, that was a tough one, Rob. UCF. Um, yeah. Yeah. They and then they had that moment. They scored to tie it up in the second half. And and I hate, you know, we watch enough soccer to to know like. When you tie it up 1 1, the worst thing is when you, it's been a while, you tie it up and then you immediately go back down. And that's what happened to them this weekend. Just a it backbreaker. Yeah, just a backbreaker. So they, men's soccer, great, great, great season. They lost 2 to 1 to Central Florida in the NCAA tournament this weekend, but no shame at all in this season. Congrats to them. I'm sure it has to be disappointing for them. It feels like they never lost a game, like they never gave up two goals this year, it felt like. So, you know, I'm sure that had to be frustrating for them, but good season nonetheless. Great season nonetheless, and some real talent. And continue to watch CJ Sapong play for Nashville. Uh, I got a feeling there might be a couple other players with pro careers on the line for in this program right now.
2: What's it look like for Bush the goalkeeper? That's what I'm thinking. The goalkeeper, I
1: feel like, is going to have some opportunities. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know for sure. Like, you know, we're certainly not plugged into the that that. That scene, but I got to think, I mean, he seems really solid.
2: He seems really good. I just don't know because that's just, you know, kind of the the scarcity of opportunities Mm -hmm. versus, you know, midfielders who can also play left back or right back. Yeah. But he's darn good. Yeah. He's somebody who's at least going to get a look.
1: For sure. Yeah. And we'll be excited to see what they have. They'll be back in the fall, I think. So we'll turn around and see them like almost immediately. So yeah. A few months. Looking forward to seeing them. Rob, I did see women's tennis is going to play Tennessee, Tennessee. They drew Tennessee and they'll yeah. be in Charlottesville, which is really nice for them uh, in both ways. Right. A, a, always a great opportunity when you get to play a power five team and kind of a, you know, Tennessee semi-local team and getting to play in Charlottesville is, you know, they're going to have JMU support uh, mm-hmm. very easily and it's not going to be tough. Not a, not a tough trip for them. So excited for them. The, but the one thing, Rob, I really want to talk about this week, and I, I know we've got other sports, but softball. Holy hell.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: They just. S- I, CC I mean, has
2: quietly come back. Like she just kind of snuck in there, like, oh, do, 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 perfect game.
1: You perfect. Know? On Saturday, they played a doubleheader against Charleston, where in game one, Humphrey threw a no hitter. And she was upstaged in game two by CeCe Alexander, who threw a perfect game. Like, I don't even know what to say.
2: It's like they're running Jacob DeGrom out there.
1: They played, they swept Charleston three games this weekend. Charleston had one hit in three games. Like, that is so demoralized. It's so beyond demoralizing. Like, that is, there's no words for that. I don't really know how you keep playing. And Kate Gordon and... Nayokas and Juba's. So many of these yeah. players just keep crushing, the peppering the ball all over the field. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible to watch. It has me dreaming. They are what? What did we say? Are they thirty and one now? I think so. Thirty and one. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's an unbelievable record in any sport, at any level, in any anywhere. Uh, I don't know. I'm. They're going to be so funny because I don't know. I don't know how. I hope they can play loose when they do. Do you think that
2: one keeps them up at night, or they just like man, we're like,
1: but thirty. In some ways, it's almost more though because it's like if they were thirty-one and zero, they'd just be the CAA team that plays no competition. But thirty and one feels like well, that's thirty and one. That's just consistent every
2: night. And, with and East, 31 and 0 is almost that little bit of pressure about the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gonzaga yeah, that's what going I think. into Baylor.
1: That's what I'm hoping is that they can play loose when they do get to the postseason.
2: Because if I'm. One 30 of these and 1 is teams, dominant. 31 0 no is, oh my gosh, we can't lose.
1: Yeah. And the teams we've seen in the NCAA tournament UCLA, uh, LSU, mm-hmm. Kentucky, the teams we've seen over the years, the big, the power five teams Michigan, yeah. Yeah, Michigan. Those teams, they know what happened to Michigan a couple mm-hmm. years ago with JMU, right? They know LSU was a hit away from losing to JMU. Yeah, JMU isn't like, sneaking like, up on anybody. No, and <laughs> when JMU comes – but what I'm trying to say is if they come into the postseason, it's 38-2 or whatever the yeah. – 41-1, That's gonna, that's going to be an issue for the team they're playing against, I think oh yeah nobody like wants mentally opponent. like you're gonna be like what the, this team is really freaking good yeah like, uh, yeah you know i and i hope the jmu can just like you i'm hoping the one keeps them loose mm-hmm. you know because i i just really think who knows what they're i, I literally i have no idea what they're capable of well
2: year. it's funny like um yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago when mac mcclung was signed to go play at georgetown, georgetown right so he was a rising he was a did you say rising freshman? He was gonna be a freshman. I went to watch the Kenner Summer League. Me mm-hmm. and Yari went. Yep. And we were sitting around with some guys, and it was it was it's a cool thing. If you ever go to the Kenner League, yeah. it's really fun because you get like, you know, just hoop heads, then you get like street ball guys that are there and people that are just very familiar with DC basketball. And I was sitting behind some guy who was an older gentleman who was very big on like the DC playground scene. So he was naming oh, yeah. all these guys in the games and where they'd played growing up. And he wanted to talk about Mm McClung. And he was like, you know, everybody's knocking this guy. And he's like, but 35 points a game is 35 points a game. I don't care where you're playing. He's like, the boy can ball. He's going to be good. That was coming
1: out of Gate City High School or whatever. Yeah. 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 And And this guy's
2: like, I don't care. He's like, he broke Iverson's record. The kid can ball. You can't drop 40 if you don't got talent. And I kind of feel like that's what it's like with Jamie. Like people that know softball and other programs are like, okay, they might knock the CAA if they want but thirty and one is thirty and one. Yeah, Th- these girls are just balling, and and, and Alexander
1: the the resurgence of Alexander in the last three or four weeks changes everything about this program. Yeah, I mean to have her and Humphrey with Bermuda's available, we know how this postseason works in softball. It's uh, it really is an endurance test of pitchers, you know, and if you have more than one, <laughs> it's just such a yeah, oh, it, it's... It's a luxury. It's the the There is no ceiling for this program this year. None, right? If they can win the CAA tournament, and, and look, even if they, you know, assuming they make the field, even if they somehow get upset in the CAA tournament, but I'm assuming they're going to win the CAA tournament. There's no limit. I, I, in, a, in almost a different way than I'm starting to feel like past seasons. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because we haven't seen, but I also know that the other teams haven't seen JMU. Right in all you know. In the past, we go to Florida or we go to Arizona early in the season, and we play some of these teams. And then you occasionally get rematched, or you you have tape on them against the good teams. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a really interesting, fun postseason for them. Uh, and so I really just can't wait to watch it out. And then it's um, so all across, still very much in the mix. I think they go to the tournament this week. I don't know if there's anything anything else jump out at you. Am I missing anything this week, Rob? I know women's golf goes this week as well. They go to Louisville. Next weekend. Um,
2: no, I think everything
1: else is wrapped up. I yeah. No so yeah. we'll have plenty to talk about next week uh, when we're hopefully also talking about Jamie going to the championship. Man, Rob, if they do win this week, the football, we've only got a week turnaround. Normally we have like a month to just like, you know, invite guests and yeah, joke around yeah, about do. this. But we're in the January. Yeah. We're going next week if they win this. Yeah. Week, so
2: I hadn't even thought about that.
1: Yeah. So hopefully everybody. It's ready to go this weekend. This is going to be just, mm, it's good times. And come on, softball, you got this. Keep us rolling all the way into June. (laughs) So, Rob, our overtime tonight came from JMU Duke blog, at JMU Duke blog on Twitter. Um, That's B-L-A-W-G. Long time inner, you know, somebody we enjoy interacting with. Uh, Agree and disagree at times, but always enjoy his perspective. Um, and pushing us, but he told us he asked us last week, and I thought this was a really good one. Um, and maybe my answer is going to be different based on where we are in this season. But he said, "What is one bucket list item for all JMU students to do during their time at JMU?" So oh. this could be all kinds of things. So I got two. Um, I, we're really only supposed to give one. Rob, you yeah, know my obvious. There's no rules. Is, yeah, you got to do reddish knob. I I feel like that's like, just go, whether you're driving, biking, hiking, however you do it, it's worthwhile. And I know for me, the first time we did it, Rob, it changed my perspective about what was available out there. I think we did it just driving.
2: I think it's kind of a gateway drug to the outdoors. That's what it was. It was for me. We
1: drove up there and I remember you telling me like, Oh, that's where Yari got hurt on the bike or that's where like our friends went can you believe people mountain bike up here or whatever? Yeah. Like, and I was like, Oh man, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I didn't sort of know till the first time we drove up there, like that, that was, like, Oh, all of this is available. And it's right down the street.
2: I think the first time I went up there was when I was pledging and it was at night that took yeah. us up there to paint it or something, but just yeah. to see, you know, all the stars and everything like that, it's definitely a different perspective.
1: Yeah. And then my other one, now that we're in this, you got a road trip to a road game. And not like an easy road game. You got to do the big one somehow, right? mm-hmm. whatever whatever that is. Um, you know, in our day, it was like App State or, you know, something like that. But you get two trips to Texas this week. <laughs> if you, if you, you there, there. Trust us. If there's one thing Rob and I know, it's that you will never again. If you're 21 right now and you got two buddies who have four days with nothing to do, you won't have that again. No, you like like you won't. Like I would give my (laughs) like both of my pinky fingers to be able to have four days to rent an R V, Rob, with two or Mm -hmm. three of our buddies and go to you know, these two Texas games for the next week. Yeah. Like if you know, this is the week. If you're gonna do it, go now. You can go watch the game on Saturday. If they win, make a whole thing of it. I don't know, go down to Carlsbad, do whatever you want to do, right? <laughs> you know, go s- do your whole road trip and come back for the championship game. Have fun with it. If this is the thing you have, yeah. now, if you just graduated, skip that. <laughs> you, you want to have COVID graduation this weekend? If your parents aren't coming down, go. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. Just, yeah. It's funny because my freshman year, Jamie made the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And I remember um, I, Gasser and Omar. Got offered tickets through Grimsley. Grimsley was like on SGA or something like that. Like, and I remember them; they were pledging at the time, and they were like, nah, we're busy. We'll just go next time JMU makes it." Yeah. You know, nineteen years later, it doesn't happen. So, like, I would say if if your team, whatever team it may be, whether you're a basketball fan or a volleyball Softball, fan or a football fan, they go to
1: the world. If they go to Oklahoma City, you go, go, go,
2: go. go. Yeah. You you won't regret it. And particularly for the spring sports, when you literally have nothing else going on, so. Yeah, that's certainly a good one. I'm going to go and I, I love your outdoors focus. Okay. I think the sooner you get off campus and start exploring the actual valley, the better. Mm-hmm. I will say I didn't really get exposed to that until the fraternity when I got around other people with cars and, and was hanging out with more upperclassmen. And of the very many reasons why I enjoyed that whole experience of being in fraternity and making friends. It was getting me off campus and getting me into the woods, fishing and hiking and camping and mountain biking more than anything. So that's certainly, I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. I, I will go like, this is going to maybe not be as relevant or, or even more relevant today than it was to us. But for kids today or students today, I would suggest, and I don't know if this is even possible, leave your damn phone at home one weekend And just go out to a party and see where the night takes you. Because we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast, Todd. Some of my best nights in college were when I got separated from you and the rest of our friends. And I had no way of getting in touch with them. And you just had to go where the night took you. Mm -hmm. And you end up reconnecting with like maybe your senior year and you run into some guy who lived in your dorm freshman year. Or a girl who lived down the hall sophomore year. Or, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that person in ages. We went to high school together. And you just roll with the punches and end up getting out of your circle, out of your own head, and just having a different experience. For me, yeah. those nights were like Gold. just invaluable and made made me realize I got so dug into what made Jamie so great. And what made Jamie so great was all my close friendships, obviously, but also what made it great was the fact that most people are really fun, interesting, and friendly. Mm-hmm. And when you challenge yourself or find yourself in a situation where you're out of that bubble, it's a great reminder a yeah. great reminder that most people are fun mm-hmm. most people are cool and it's okay to take chances and and, and yeah. be with different people and get out of your bubble so leave your phone that would be kind of a, a dumb bucket list thing no
1: i love that one
2: and then the other one i would say is stay for may may session yes, is the best. definitely stay for May. Uh, it just, it's just just so much and this much fun. may session is come on this is a dream yeah <laughs> right you you got games <laughs> but I think, but I think May session kind of highlights everything we loved about January. Well, because it's
1: outdoors, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. You're meeting different people than different you would people meet during the you're year because you're not your normal social. It's world a completely is different, different social right? scene.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, completely like, completely. Th- there's none of the Greek versus non Greek or parties here. It's just like everybody's living in different locations. Yep. You kind of get done with school. Most of us legitimately would study for an hour or two after class yeah. and then you shut it down for the day and you go play volleyball or you go for a mountain bike ride or you go for a hike or you go fishing yeah. and then you come back and you grill and you maybe hang out with your next door neighbors who you didn't know three weeks ago, but suddenly it's like cool for May, you know, it's kind of, this very fleeting, it's almost like the summer romance of, of JMU college experiences.
1: And I'm not telling anyone to do this or not do this, but somebody you know has a truck and knows how to go to one of the reservoirs and jump off the tower. Yes. You should do that. Do it. The yes. one that we went to back in the day, I think is pretty off limits at this point. Yeah. Um, but there are others around there. They exist and you can go and do this.
2: Um, so. And I would say g- g- jump off anything up to about 30 feet. You start getting above 30 give pause always jump Stand up to dam. 30 feet
1: yes don't do 30 feet good if, if above that not. yeah that's <laughs> kind of the dividing line <laughs> mm. those are good ones i like it um rob this is great i i'm we're so lucky i can't believe this happened i was so looking forward to this today this was kind of a crazy day for me personal you know work personal life wise uh, very and me both yeah we both of us have had a had a weekend um, or a couple weeks and but I, all day the one thing I kept thinking was I can't wait to talk about this game. Like I, there was no, with no, no caveats. Like there was no it was nothing just holding fun. me back from enjoying. Yeah, it was now. just it was just a fun After the, at the end of this crazy season, this crazy COVID year, just pure fun. And those kids, I, I it was when I saw those kids in the stands with the no shirts on at the end of the game and the players down there. Did you see I the players was, tweeting? Yeah, and, and like, yeah, the they players were all that. excited about that was it. Cool. Yeah, and I was like thank you. Like that was the signal I needed to just let let it go, you know? Yesterday
2: like, kind of felt like a reward for did. everybody pushing through like it was the first time it just seemed like pure competition and a game and fun and it mm-hmm. wasn't this constant second guessing that I've been doing of should we be playing? Was this worth it? Was spring football the right call? Should they just shut down gun for the fall? Yesterday just seemed like, hey man, everybody's out here. There's a little bit of of assurance that we're gonna come out okay with vaccines and everything. Like, let's just go out there and have fun. And it was just good football. So it was yes. Yesterday was fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, so good, Rob. What do you think this weekend? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this because I mean we, you know, look, we're gonna pick JMU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no surprise to anyone. We're gonna pick JMU. Uh what would you rather have happen here? Uh I'm guessing we would both like to play Delaware. The one thing I'm torn on this is I you know the Delaware game takes place before the JMU game. Uh so, I, and know, I feel like in- well, if if Delaware loses and then JMU loses, then we really don't have to hear I mean, we can kind of tune out for the year. I, I don't. Yeah. Really, not that I won't pay attention to who wins between South Dakota State, Sam Houston State, but I mean it's, you know, whereas if Delaware wins, if Delaware movies. wins and JMU loses, then I'm going to have to really think about who I want to root for in the championship game, mm-hmm. right? And probably some of that depends on Keeler's antics or lack thereof in the JMU game this weekend. Uh, but let's assume the JMU wins this weekend. Who would you? Who would you rather play? Would you rather play the number one seed in the Valley? you know, the other big, bad Valley team? Or would you rather play Delaware and and have uh, everyone else eat it? (laughs) You know, like...
2: Oh, man, that's a tough question. Uh,
1: With the added
2: caveat that if... If JMU-Delaware
1: is the national championship game on ABC on Sunday, May 16th, let's just say there will be a national... There will be reason for national spotlight on that game, right? Yeah, right. Like I yeah. assume the president might make an appearance. Might, might be right? a, <laughs> like, yeah. we, we, we know he has a um yeah
2: a history. Of I this. I don't know though. Like, but that happening would also kind of validate the CAA's actions at whole. Yeah, that's my problem. Do.
1: I know that's. Yeah. I'm not like anti-Delaware in some ways. If JMU doesn't, oh, win, I'm it, anti-Delaware.
2: It almost... I'm anti-Delaware. Let's let's clarify that. Okay, I don't I'm like generally
1: Delaware. anti-Delaware, but I'm not. I've been so, I guess what I am is I'm anti Valley enough that this past weekend I was kind of glad that Delaware and JMU both won and the Valley got its yeah. teeth kicked in. I
2: guess you, <laughs> I'll put it to you like this. If you let me know which team I would rather have JMU beat to win it all, it's Delaware. It's Delaware. But mm. which team would be easier for me to stomach and rationalize away losing to? It sounds good.
1: Let's play Delaware. I want to, yeah. I'm I always, never doubt the Dukes, right?
2: Yeah, yeah so. and I think South Dakota State, people are going to kill me for saying this. I think they deserved the number one seed, but I don't think they've looked like the number one team in the country through the No, playoffs. in
1: fact, you know, it's really funny because I actually, I did get to watch all of the South Dakota State game, and they, um, how do I say this? Southern Illinois played the game that JMU played, but JMU responded in the second half, Mm -hmm. right? Like Southern Illinois had control of that game. They had chances to really put their foot on South Dakota State's neck and they messed it up. They didn't. And South Dakota State, to their credit, came back and took that game. But there were chances to put that away and they didn't. And and then they didn't, you know, Southern Illinois did not respond in the third and fourth quarter when SDSU got back in the game. J, that's what JMU did, right? I, North Dakota kind of got back in the game. JMU made it a little closer than we all would have liked, but they also responded by giving the ball to Percy and and, and the rest is it history. to Wells, right? And yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I didn't. I thought SDSU played a very nervy game. It's funny because that was a very. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of JMU, like Weber, the the game that JMU had to come back to win. Against Weaver State in 17. Oh, with the Riley catch. Yeah, and the kick and and all that stuff. Like, just in the sense that, like, you know, they're the number one seed. I thought there were some nerves. You get there in the quarters, and all of a sudden, like, another team's really good. And, you know, they were kind of lucky to pull that out. I don't know how it's going to be this week. Delaware will be traveling. They're the only team in the semis will be traveling for the second week in a row. They went to Jacksonville, Alabama last week. They'll be going to Brookings, South Dakota this week. Uh, But they've been strong. You know, Delaware's defense has been yeah, really good.
2: They're, Rocco. Yeah, well, they're yeah. a little harder to read.
1: Yeah, and they're a little harder to read because they played Sacred Heart, and then they played uh quarterback list JSU team. So An
2: overrated JSU team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: also overrated. So I, but that's they won the games. Like yeah, it wasn't particularly. That game should
2: have been at Delaware. Delaware should, should have been. had that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love the idea of a Delaware a Delaware JMU championship game would make me very happy. I will say that. Yeah. That would be uh, a fun look, game to look forward to. South Dakota JM, State JMU would make me happy.
2: A JMU championship will make me very yeah, happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's be honest. You know, that's, that's uh, all I, I, I don't really not The about.
2: opponent, I mean, I, I don't care if they beat Little God. Sisters of the Poor. Like a JMU championship, that's what I want.
1: All right. That works for me. That's all we want. Uh, good luck to all of the JMU teams in action this week. Softball, just keep killing people and crushing souls and doing what you're doing. Uh, we would all love to watch you. But really, all the time. Oklahoma City, this, yeah. Oklahoma City. That ah, if there was ever a year for them to break through, this is the one. Come on, ladies, you got this. Could happen. Yeah, could happen. I know our buddy Tim down in Charlotte would be all over that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be good to see. So Rob, I will talk to you next week. All yeah, right. you have a good week, man. You too, man. And um, I don't know. We'll figure out how we're going to watch this game this week. So yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, should be all a good right. one. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right.
1: Good luck this week, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right, see you. Go Dukes.